Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. It is stunning that the Senate can confirm someone like this. Kristen Clark, Department of Justice's Civil Rights Division. She got confirmed. You got Susan Collins voting with the Democrats to confirm her. A woman who compared police officers to the KKK. How can anyone, never mind a Republican, how can anyone think that this is someone you say yes to? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you guys. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, at Tony Katz, and of course, TonyKatz.com. Get the podcast, support the show. You had the Senate Judiciary Committee deadlocked on this nomination. Chuck Schumer, Senate Majority Leader, having to use what is referred to as a discharge petition to get it out of the committee. This according to Axios. This is a woman uh, who has called the Klan is now the police. This is what she wrote. Right? Or I should say... um, a recommended by her, not written by her, written by an Amiri Baraka, a recommended by her. The Klan is now the police with blue uniforms replacing the sheets and hoods. The corrupt racist judges are petty Klan administrators. As Daily Caller reports it, she promoted, uh, of course, what was the hoax, the lie, regarding, as Dave Chappelle would say, Juicy Smollier. Claimed that Jacob Blake was unarmed when police shot him. He wasn't. He had a knife in his hand. He was where he wasn't supposed to be. There was a restraining order from the girlfriend. Kids in the car. He was jumping in the car, getting into the car. Who knows what he was grabbing for? And he had a knife. This is somebody who's going to run civil rights in the Justice Department? This level of radical? First things first, Joe Biden's not a good guy. Joe Biden is just so desperate for power, he will do quite literally anything. And he doesn't mind sticking it to the left because he, I mean to the right, because he thinks, hey, it makes him a hero on the left and he thinks that this is good woke stuff. We have to ask ourselves who values these things. And when you find out who's raising their hand, you'll realize the people who don't value America. The not valuing of America is what we're seeing across the country. You've got the shooting that we've talked about in San Jose, nine dead, including uh, the the, the murderer. You have uh, in Indianapolis, the FedEx ground uh, murders. You have Chicago and Detroit and what's happening every single day. And in, you know, our beloved Indianapolis, it's the same. Every single day, there's another story of more and more and more shootings. And I came across this from wishtv.com. Indy's gun violence becoming too familiar for our children. That from an IMPD officer. One incident of violent crime in our community is one too many. That from Simone Burris, uh, PIO public information officer for the department. They're pleading with the public to find out who shot a five-year-old girl. Oh, yeah, we had a 12-year-old who was killed in his house. Shot. 
and he was playing video games. It was 3 a.m. And people are like, well, why is he playing video games at 3 a.m.? Uh, you're missing the story. Wasn't out on the streets. Wasn't causing a problem. Wasn't shooting anybody. Got shot. Was killed. Home. You know, not every family grew up like you did. And sometimes you got to take the victories. Your kid was home. 3 a.m. playing video games or on the streets? Pick one. Well, Tony, both are. I said pick one. People took the wrong tact on that right from the beginning, man. I, and I, I got to admit, I was surprised by it. But sometimes people got to take themselves out of their own skin and they got to start looking. I don't mean that in a racial way. I mean, you got to literally, you kind of extract yourself. Say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Take a, take a bigger look at this, a, a wider view. Then you had uh, two uh, uh, other children who were shot in their homes. And you ask yourself, what is happening and what is going on here? And the headline of this off, uh, of this article then goes to, to this paragraph. Again, we try to tell our residents, we try to tell our children, we try to tell the youth, your life matters. Your life is worth more than gun violence. Your life is worth more than picking up a gun and taking the life of someone else or harming someone else because you're upset or because you're mad. And within this, you hear something wrong and hear something incredibly valuable. You will hear the conversation of gun violence again and again and over and over and over. You will constantly hear this conversation of gun violence again and again and over and over and over. And that is not the problem. The problem is someone is upset or mad and they decide I'm going to go hurt somebody else. I'm angry and you have to pay attention to me because my feelings matter and controlling them is unnecessary. This is what education has taught. And when schools come and say, well, we need to engage social emotional learning, maybe you've done enough damage. Maybe when you say, you know, your child's welfare and and safety is our most important concern. No, math and reading are the most important concerns. Maybe you shouldn't be involved in any of this and we should demand that parents actually act like parents. Well, Tony, you know, many broken homes, listen to me carefully. We have a culture problem in America. It isn't a black culture or a white culture problem. Although you can argue there are things. Black America does this and white America does that, right? It's like the old joke, uh, or I should say the, the stereotypical joke. From black comics. You ever watch white people dance and they dance like this and then they do that impression? Right? Like that's a stereotypical nonsense. Dear Lord, this is funny. Man, they'll put anybody on Showtime at the Apollo. Then again, you can watch a hundred white comics who say, you know, I've got black friends. You know what they do? Dear Lord, have you got nothing else? If, If that's your repertoire. Right? If, 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 that's, if that's the comedy and that gets laughs, then, then we really are all doomed. Just destroyed. Right? Why be insightful as Chappelle is doing or Chris Rock is doing, right? Why get into, like, like deep insights in, in, in your comedy? No, you don't have to Lenny Bruce this thing. Just go as shallow surface nonsense as you possibly can. We don't have time for shallow nonsense. It's killing us, literally. Literally. There could be differences in how 
black communities do things and how white communities do things. It doesn't mean that things are going well. Our conversation is a cultural conversation where people say, that person did me wrong, now I have to go hurt them. That girl didn't date me, now I have to go hurt them in my whole school. We're going to not notice that white people engage more mass shootings and black people engage more shootings on the streets? Okay, you don't want to notice? Fine, me, I'm going to notice. I'm going to say there's something to that. Although the, the, when you take a look at mass shootings overall, it's within the ranges of the population of the United States, meaning uh, you'll have more white people engaged in mass shootings because you have more white people in the U.S., right? That, that's how it, how, how it works. Uh, the cultural issue is that we have taught ourselves to be angry, that we continue to teach ourselves to be angry. That everywhere you turn and everywhere you push, it is outrage and someone is always a victim and therefore someone is always at fault. And when you create the victim mentality, you therefore create the fault mentality and if someone's at fault, something has to be done about them. Remember, you're not allowed to speak about the election. You're not allowed to disagree with uh, the election or question the election, I should say. As a matter of fact, you shouldn't be allowed to speak at all in the public square Twitter, Facebook, et cetera, if you disagree with the election results that put Joe Biden in office, if you take a look at Pennsylvania, or you take a look at Georgia, you take a look at Arizona, just to take a look. Nope, you're not allowed to speak. Republicans shouldn't be allowed to see at the table. They should be silenced. You shouldn't publish their books. You shouldn't allow them. Fox News, Newsmax shouldn't be allowed. Uh, 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 why do cable carriers even have them? Rumble should not be allowed to exist. These are all manifestations of you're mad and you're upset because you've been told that your emotions matter. Years and years and years of teaching, your, your feelings matter and you're allowed to act out on them and you could do this, you could do that, you could do the other. Well, how do you think that manifests? How do you think that goes and grows? It manifests in people actually acting out on their emotions. We don't have a gun violence problem in America. We have a culture problem in America. A gun violence problem would lead one to believe that the gun is indeed the problem. The gun is not the problem because there are millions of gun owners who ain't doing nothing wrong. And their rights should not be taken away or limited because somebody else doesn't know how to control themselves. I didn't say this was easy. I'm just laying out the facts. Our culture is the issue. And that comes from academia, and that comes from celebrity, and that comes from political. We have members of Congress who refer to Israel as an apartheid state. Do we wonder why we have Jews being attacked in the streets? We have members of Congress who called what's happening at the border and the, and the holding of children concentration camps under Donald Trump who don't show up at all. No teary-eyed pictures for Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Do you question whether or not that leads people down the road of thinking Republicans hate children? Lying about Donald Trump, talking about Mexicans as rapists? which is something he didn't say. I mean, it's just honest and clear. He also didn't say to inject yourself with bleach. But what does it matter? Just move the narrative right on down the line and create 
the culture of hate. Create the idea that these people are just dangerous and I have to do something about it because my feelings matter. I decide that I'm a, I, I'm, a, I'm a woman today and you have to call me by the proper pronoun and if not, I can sue and I'm a victim. And even if you take it out of that parlance, the need and necessity for victim culture so you can have blame culture, hate culture, you're the one doing this to me, you're the one oppressing me. Isn't it possible that that's the story? because it seems possible that that's the story. That is the thing that is doing us damage. Our problem is not guns. Our problem is cultural. I'm Tony Katz. In the morning in the be well quite honest with you I ain't really sleep well you ever feel like you train thought this hijacking in Belarus all right we don't call it a hijacking the president of Belarus orders MIGs into the air to take down not shoot down but force down a commercial airliner so he can arrest one of his rivals I mean that's some ugly stuff Tony Katz Tony Katz today I told you we'd be following it. This is about Alexander Lukashenko. Takes this Ryanair flight, forces it to the ground because on board is a journalist, a critic of his, named Roman Prostasevich. Was it Prostasevich? P-R-O-T-A-S-E-V-I-C-H. They were arrested when the plane touched down, right? It's, it's like minutes away from crossing into Lithuania, the MiG-29s go up, they send it over to Minsk, it lands, these guys get arrested. Europe is nuts. People are like, are you out of your mind? And so what does Lukashenko do? He goes to his parliament, says the country is under hybrid attack from Western governments trying to suffocate it. EU is already engaged in punitive measures. There's going to be sanctions that, that, that are going on. As we said, this is a big deal. Now, this is also a big deal because Lukashenko is seen as a, uh, as, as a puppet of Vladimir Putin, propped up by the Kremlin, as has been reported. Right? So you have this guy who has completely influenced, controlled, uh, funded uh, by by Putin. Making this move, remember, it's Putin who uh, goes after his enemies. Oh, what's the name of the the reporter there who, who he tried to poison? Who is, who is the... Oh, it's going to... Oh, it's going to drive me crazy. Uh, wait. Litvinenko? No, 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 no. No, what's the name of the... Oh, it's going to drive me nuts, right? He poisoned the guy, and then the guy came back. The guy came back and got arrested on the spot. Navalny. Go! Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, it was going to drive me crazy. Navalny is, is his name. 
These guys come back, but this other guy is just flying overhead. So now you got to ask yourself what you're dealing with here. And the Europeans are going to ask, and they're going to look to the U.S. and be like, you seeing this? They took a guy out of the sky. I mean, it's Russia. We, we should just be thankful they didn't, they didn't shoot the plane down. Right? We should just be very thankful that didn't happen. I have to tell you, there is undoubtedly going to be a response from the EU, possibly more than sanctions. But this is this get this gets into dangerous game territory. You make the claim that there was a bomb on the plane and there was no bomb on the plane. Right? You're going to claim that it was there to provide communication and not intimidate it to change force? You claim there was a bomb on it linking it to Hamas? Well, <laughs> they're in the news. And, of course, their plan to get all the Jews is, is a bomb on a plane from Athens to Lithuania. Because, as you know, the Athens to Lithuania conduit, huge for the Hebrews. Oh, oh my people are always taking that route. Oh, yeah, it's the best way to get around. I acted legally, says Lukashenko protecting people in accordance with all international rules, and Hamas or no Hamas, it doesn't matter today. Yeah, it didn't matter. You just said something. Everyone knows that you're a liar. The question is, what will come of it? This is actually a rather large provocation. And sometimes the answer is you don't do anything about it just yet. Sometimes the answer is you use it in some level of negotiation going forward. Sometimes it means that you arm neighbors uh, to the teeth and that just upsets the Russians. Remember, every time you help Poland, an angel gets its wings. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Every time you help Poland, Putin loses his mind. That's it. That's it. You see, I got it wrong there. I got it mixed up with the the Jimmy Stewart guy. Happens all the time. In my head, Putin, Jimmy Stewart, same person. Keeping an eye on this story. Because this is not done. What are those sanctions? How does that play out geopolitically? Who else gets involved in this conversation? What other Putin allies want to jump in? What does it mean to jump in? What kind of trade deals does it change? There's a lot to this Lukashenko-Belarus story. More coming up. I'm Tony Katz. absolute irony or hilarity or patheticness of Democrats saying we need to sanction or we need to address the bigotry of Marjorie Taylor Greene, Congresswoman from Georgia, but they don't do it about Ocasio-Cortez or Omar or Tlaib or Andre Carson. And that is, if, if it wasn't so dangerous and awful, that would be unbelievably funny. It would be hilarious. And of course, it was Green, uh, who, never mind the Jewish space lasers, you know, said you're going to force people to to show their vaccination, and it's wrong. You might as well, it might as well be like uh, forcing Jews to wear yellow stars during the Holocaust. And of course, you don't use the Holocaust as a crutch. 
You don't use the Holocaust as a prop. This drives me batty. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. A pleasure, guys. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Go to TonyKatz.com. Get the podcast, support the show. Greatly appreciate it. The Holocaust is not a crutch. You don't you don't invoke it just to make some point. And and if re- Democrats are angry with Marjorie Taylor Greene, how many times did you call Trump Hitler? No one said a word. It's it, their unseriousness leads to the anger because they don't care what they say. They utilize academia and media to attack what you say. This is what makes it so ugly. And who are you? You might not even agree with me. But if you are to disagree with them, you are then ostracized. And so that's what the importance of new media is. That's the importance of talk radio. That's the importance of being able to communicate on some level of social media platform is to be able to fight back against this. And man, when they lose narrative, they double down and triple down and they don't care who they hurt. I mean, I think it's 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 apparent at this stage of the game. If I was talking about this earlier, if Representative Ocasio-Cortez could call the southern border, what was, uh, you know, uh, people being held at the southern border, concentration camps. And she takes that photo of herself crying, right? It was a staged photo. But in these five months with child detentions and high, more high or higher than, than ever, I should say, uh, the fentanyl coming across the border, children being left for dead in the middle of the desert there in Texas, or in the middle of farms, I should say, in Texas. It gets hot. And she says nothing. Well, then she never actually cared about kids to begin with. She cared about politics. Proof that the ends justify the means. Let me say it differently. It is obvious from Representative Ocasio-Cortez's actions, not what I'm saying, but what she is displaying, that she does not care about children at the southern border, nor does she care if they die. I take that from watching her and not seeing her at the border crying. This is what I am left with. If it was a concentration camp under under Donald Trump, and I don't hear that now, clearly that was all for show and all politics. Therefore, she does not care what happens to these children. And when five girls under the age of seven are left in a field in Texas, it wasn't the farmer that found them, they'd be dead today. And she says nothing and with the level of public uh, outcry that she did under Donald Trump. She's saying, I don't care about children. She's saying it was all a lie. So we're clear. That's what she's saying. And don't get mad at me for noticing. I have noticed that based on her actions, Representative Ocasio-Cortez does not care if children die at the border. I'm going to get quoted on that. But you just heard me back it up. They won't play any part of the backup. Why? Narrative. Boom. Attacking Representative Ocasio-Cortez. You staged a photo op. You don't care about kids. These things are obvious. I mean, they really are. Every, everyone sees it. Just not everybody is willing to either A, say it, or B, says it, you know, just so completely. But now we all have it. We go about utilizing it to remind people of the kind of person she is. Don't invoke the Holocaust to move your political point. That's what I would tell Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, are the Republicans thinking of condemning her or some other kind of action? Ilhan Omar said Israel uh, is hypnotizing the world. 
Rashida Tlaib said Israel's engaged in Jim Crow laws. Sorry, Marjorie Taylor Greene's, that's an easy fix. Uh, what are you going to do about the bigotry of these two? That's the question. So Marjorie Taylor Greene tweets out, the woke media is attacking me for being outspoken against vaccine discrimination and smearing me as anti-Semitic to cover the truth that the Jihad Squad openly supports Hamas terrorists. I wonder if GOP leadership would co-sponsor my bill to defund terrorists. Now, you heard me talking about this earlier. Let me say it again. Any Jew, really anybody, they only just have to be Jewish. Any faith leader who isn't willing to say to their congregation, to their flock, Hamas is a terrorist organization and no peace can happen with a terrorist organization. If you're not willing to call Hamas a terrorist organization, you're not a faith leader because you're not a leader and no one should have faith in you. If your rabbi won't say Hamas is a terrorist organization, get a new rabbi. Leave the synagogue. Leave. Walk. Gotta go. Dude, gotta go. Walk. Get out. Find another. Oh, yeah, it may not be as big. Oh, yeah, it may not be as fancy. Oh, my gosh. It may not, may not have the, you know, uh, the really fancy high holiday services. You know what they do? They believe that Jews should exist. And that's good enough for me, and that should be good enough for you. Because existence is fine. I mean, the building's still air conditioning. My God, it's not like you're going to attend Rosh Hashanah services and suffer. <laughs> Haven't the Jews suffered enough? <laughs> but yeah, you got you to gotta leave a synagogue or fire a rabbi who isn't willing to say that. You got to leave a church or fire uh, a pastor or a reverend uh, or a priest who isn't willing to say Hamas is a terrorist organization. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we're through the looking glass. So this is what Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, puts out. Enter Jake Sherman. I'm not that familiar with Jake Sherman. I can't say I know Jake Sherman. Well, Jake Sherman is a reporter. Right? At Jake Sherman on Twitter. He's the founder of Punchbowl News. He does work with NBC and MSNBC. He's also a New York Times bestseller. And he writes, because of her somewhat frequent invoking of Nazi Germany, I imagine it will be a bit of a challenge for her to get people to sign on to her bills. Uh, I I don't know everything about Marjorie Taylor Greene because I try not to deal with too much crazy in my life. And she's a little nuts. She's a little nuts, but not as... Look, if you want to talk about Jewish space lasers, I say you're a little nuts and I discount you. Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib, flat out dangerous to my life. I mean, when you're seeing Jews being attacked on the streets, it's being inspired by them. It's being inspired by Democrats in Congress. It just is. I'll keep going over it. Don't worry. Catch me next time. I'll discuss it. But invoking a Nazi Germany frequently, I, I, I don't know about that. But if we're going to talk about invoking Nazi Germany, how about all of the times Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez referred to the border as concentration camps? How about all the times uh, that uh, Trump got called a Nazi? All the leftists who did that. What, what in the world is Jake Sherman talking about here? It happens far too often. 
but total silence on whether or not anyone should work with Representative Ocasio-Cortez on the Green New Deal, for example. She says, hey, Jake, I'm one of the most pro-Israel members outspoken against the squad's support of Hamas terrorism with a bill to fight it, and I've called out the squad's rhetoric sparking recent violence on American Jews. But comparing discriminatory practices against unvaxxed people to the early awful discriminatory practices of showing papers completely causes you and the left media to tear me to pieces? None of my pro-Israel support matters at all to you? Is it because I'm a Republican? Does the squad get a pass because they're Democrats, even though they are openly hating Israel and stoking the flames of anti-Semitism? If you were attacked for being Jewish, I would defend you, but the squad would turn the other way. The squad supports BDS, boycott, divestment, sanction, defunding Israel and stopping the Iron Dome, which is, of course, the weapon system that stops the rockets from coming in and uh, incinerating Israelis. Antifa, Black Lives Matter terrorists who march with pro-Palestinian mobs who attack innocent American Jewish people, re-entering the Iran deal, and Iran funds Hamas $30 million a month to attack Israel. But my bold pro-Israel stance is bad? That's crushingly good. Yo, yo, you may not like it. You may not like it at all, but that is not what the story is all about, is it? The story is about an honest understanding and breakdown of the situation. The honest breakdown of the situation is that Marjorie Taylor Greene said something dumb. But Ocasio-Cortez, Omar Tlaib, and Andre Carson of Indianapolis are bigots pushing hate that leads to violent attacks in the streets. They have incited a riot in Los Angeles, at a restaurant, in New York, on the streets, synagogues in Florida. Of course Marjorie Taylor Greene is right. That has got to drive some people crazy. That's got to drive some people bat crap nuts. But she's right. I said when when everything first broke where she lost her committee assignments, I said I'm not going to get myself too worked up about um, Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's going to vote for the couple things I need her to vote for in a way that I like. There'll be some things I don't like. If she gets too crazy, she'll have to go. But I, I didn't get too worked up about the thing. She's right here. And if you wonder why she still gets support, it's this. She is right, and she is on the decent side, not the Democrats that Jake Sherman seems to be forgetting about. It's worth noting, for sure. I'm Tony Katz. continues to get nutty this covid cover-up conversation continues to be out of control and to an extent i'm i'm very glad because the people who pushed the idea that you were a racist if you brought up covid you know coming from a chinese lab or or you're you're just you're going you're trying to start a war if if you're blaming china This is a really good lesson for people to realize just how absolutely, positively terrible 
American media is. And maybe for them, this is a moment where they get better. Can't one hope that they get better? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Always a pleasure. Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, at Tony Katz. It's... It would only make sense that a reporter said, hmm, did did this leak from a lab? Let's do some investigation. And reporters didn't do that. They said, oh, no, 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 that's going to help Trump. And they, they, you know, we're not going to go down that road. Uh, Rather, we're going to call him a uh, a xenophobe. Oh, and you stop traveling from China, you xenophobe. Because it's easier for the politics. But the politics we should be asking is the politics about, about China. The politics we should be asking is the politics about who they are and what they do and how they do it. This from from Senator John Kennedy is still my, my favorite of the day. My favorite bit of audio from the day was Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana asking questions of Dr. Fauci regarding the World Health Organization in China. Can we agree that if you took President Xi Jinping and turned him upside down and shook him, the World Health Organization would fall out of his pocket. I don't think I can answer that question, sir. I'm sorry. Well, do you think that the uh, President Xi Jinping has undue influence over the World Health Organization, do you? I, I have no way of knowing the influence of the President of China over the WHO. That is just special as can be. But not as special as the as the that new study that we've been talking about. It's from the University of Louisville. You've got a, a Damon Guerra and a Daniel uh, Guerra, um, and uh, it states our main finding is that mask mandates and use are not associated with lower SARS-CoV-2 spread among U.S. states. Phil Kirpin taking a look at this study, the first ecological study of state mask mandates and used to include winter data. Quote, case growth was independent of mandates at low and high rates of community spread and mask use did not predict case growth during the summer or fall winter waves. Mask mandates didn't do a damn thing. And any school that says your kid has to wear a mask this fall, tell them to go right to hell. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that too strong? I have producer already telling me it's too uh, strong. Uh, just tell them no. Send your kid without a mask. When they call you and say, oh, you got to pick up your child, has to wear a mask. And no, no, they don't. And then get nasty. They're just schools. They have to follow science. Masks don't do anything. We've known this for a while. We've known this for a while. How have we described it here, guys? Very often you'll find that we are engaged in a conversation so rational and so far ahead of everybody else, it's like we have a crystal ball, but it's nothing to it. All we are are more honest than everybody else. We are asking ourselves the questions and taking a look at things honestly. A mask stops something. But that something is not SARS, COV-2, meaning not covid 
It doesn't. You've got the opening here. you got the opening there. Oh, oh, it'll work on the flu. Oh, my gosh, it'll stop the flu. Or COVID cases are, or, you know, flu cases are being called COVID. You know, that's possible as well. But we have no data. We've never had data that it stopped uh, the uh, COVID. Uh, the last data we saw was, what, half a percent? 0.5% difference? Mask, no mask? It doesn't work. People who wear masks are ridiculous. Now, you could still wear a mask. So maybe I shouldn't call you ridiculous. Rather, let me say it this way. To demand that other people wear a mask. That's just not, that's not just ridiculous. That's authoritarian nonsense. You live in fear and there's really no point in the, in the rest of us having to, you know, put up with you. Not you, them. There we go. Man, we're going to be breaking down this study uh, tomorrow as well. Don't forget Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, Tony Katz, and find everything at TonyKatz.com and support the show. This is Tony Katz Today.